live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I was singing the song quietly. (laughs) (laughs) I was jamming to our introduction. Uh, The music in there. Hi, Princess. How are you? (laughs) Doing really good. I like that new intro. I like that one. Yes, it was fun. I'm like, it's bringing some of that old school Music back, yeah. which is nice. <laughs> um, all right, Princess, we're going to get started pretty quick because there's been some surprising news. I guess yeah. surprising news. I should say more breaking news. Um, and today we're going to have a little shorter show. But you ready to talk some sports? I'm ready to do it, Brittany. Let's get into it. And, yes, we all have to start with the breaking news that came out yesterday. Um, NBA news that – I think seven-time All-Star, I believe seven-time All-Star, and top 75 player of all time, Damian Lillard has been traded to Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team deal. So just to give you some details, a little bit more on this trade before I get your thoughts. So this deal also sent Drew Holiday in the 2018 number one pick, um, DeAndre Ayton to the Trailblazers, and then it also sent big man Yusuf Nurkic, if I said that right, to the Phoenix Suns, along with a few other uh, uh, picks and players. But, Princess, what are your thoughts on this trade, and who do you think benefited the most from this trade? The Bucks benefited the most. Um, <laughs> he, he wanted to... Um, and, and, and I'm just so surprised, and this is a blockbuster announcement in, in trade, because he's been talking and, and, and saying he wanted out um, and that he wanted to find a winner. But he also said emphatically that he wanted to go to the Miami Heat. And for them not to be in the mix, midst of all of this is, is very surprising um, to me, first of all. But you can't get a top 50, top 75 player like Dane and not – have instant instant gratification. And then to pair him with Giannis um, is is a bigger deal. So I I think that they, um, you know, fared the most. Now, you know, Drew Holiday said he wants to actually still be a buck or come back, you know. Um, But I I like the Aiden pick, you know, um, or get by the Blazers. But I don't think they fared very well in this. You know, if he – if you add some, some first-round picks, okay, you know, and they're not um, protected, so that's good. Um, and then the Suns, I don't, I don't know why they really got involved. Um, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, but if everybody's happy, I'm happy for them. I'm just surprised that Miami is not in there. And I hear that they tried up until the bitter end to make it work but that the Blazers were asking for more than they wanted to do, and they wanted to keep more of their team intact. I give, um, gosh, what's his name, Pat Riley, a lot of, you know, respect for that. But there have been several players, Donald, Donovan Mitchell, who have voiced that they wanted to go to the, 
to the heat, and it just hadn't seemed to work out where they have gotten to the heat. Um, but I say the Bucks here at the most, and they got to be one of the favorites along with the Celtics to come out of the East. Yeah, uh, my my thoughts on this trade, I was like, wow. You have Dane, then you have Giannis, and then you also have Middleton. I mean, I yeah, know Middleton. Middleton got hurt, but he is a lights-out scorer. So yeah. I thought trying to get Dane, you at least have to give up Middleton. Maybe you'll keep Drew, but I guess either one is really – you know, uh, um, really tough if you have to trade him away. But this was a great pickup for the Bucks. Um, I, I do think they benefited very well. They're going to have a lot of scoring. It's going to be hard, especially in those pick and rolls. You can't double Giannis. Um, you definitely can't. Uh, 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 yeah, you can't double Giannis because of Dane. You can't double Dane because of Middleton. It's just a big cycle. So you basically have to pick, pick your poison here. I am a little concerned, and odds are they may be able to outscore people, a lot of teams, so it may, it may not be too worrisome. Defense, they did lose a lot on defense because um, as great as Dame is on the offensive side, he's not the best on the defensive side, and defense is effort. But when you have a lot of big-time scorers, you don't want them to play defense if they don't have to. But I think the team that also benefited the most are the Suns. The Suns got a starting big man. They got rid of DeAndre Ayton, who clearly seemed like he didn't want to be there. He wasn't playing hard. And we've seen that in, in the, the the Western Conference Finals. He just looked like, I'm going to just stand here and do nothing. But they went and got, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. My goodness, I just said it. Uh, the big man, the starting big from the Trailblazers, he could play some defense. And that's going to help that team a lot. And then the death, the biggest thing with them is death. And they got that now. And that's going to be dangerous because people forget they added Bradley Bill, which is high-power scoring. So they added death and defense, which is going to help them a lot, along with scoring when they got Bradley Bill. They still have KD. They still have Devin Booker. My goodness. Could this potentially be a Suns-Bucks finals? Maybe. I'm not – they're just yet as far as the Bucks because you need to see them gel. You need to see them play with one another. Um, but that is a scary team, absolutely scary team. And importantly, they didn't do too bad neither. Um, I know Miami fans are a little frustrated, but uh, I, I agree with you. I think Pat Riley did the right thing because my understanding is they were potentially looking to get Jimmy or Bam, which I kind of – that's who they was going to ask for because I don't think teams are really interested in Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is talented, but – they're not what they want. So, but Princess, my another quick question for you pertaining to this before we move on. Um, Drew Holiday is now looking to be uh, traded, or the Portland is now looking to trade him quickly. And in my opinion, I think he's the best two-way point guard in the game right now. Where can you see him going? Wow. You know, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I, I really don't know who needs a, a, a two-way point guard. Um, that's not what Miami was looking for in, because that's what they have in, in, in Butler, is it not? Um, or am I wrong in, about that? Um, and, and, and I think the Blazers knew, too. Let me say this. I think the Blazers knew, too, that um, that was too high of a price to ask for Butler or Bams. That defeats the purpose mm-hmm. of trying to add, um, you know, 
uh, some firepower. And I think if, if, if Damien or Dame makes the, the, the Heat, I think they become an instant, um, you know, favorite to win the East too and, and battle Boston. But where Drew needs to go or where he should or, you know, um, what's a good place for him? You're going to have to tell me. I don't know a good landing spot or who's out there that needs that right now. Um, yeah, you tell me because I, 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 can't, I can't think of anybody. So I think for, for me, um, there's actually several teams. I'm hoping these teams don't get them, but there's several teams. <laughs> um, so first team, Boston. They could absolutely go for him. They just lost Marcus, Marcus Smart. Um, who is a decent two-way guard. Um, offensively, he's, he has improved. He's not quite there with Drew, where Drew Holiday is. Um, Drew Holiday in that slot would be amazing with Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, and I'm missing somebody else that's over there. But, you know, his defense is amazing, although Jimmy kind of got him on that. But there's also other factors to that as well. But his defense is amazing. He could shoot the three at a decent high percentage. He's a very good shooter. Um, and he averaged, I think, seven assists last year. So Boston is one. Miami is actually the second one. I think he has that competitive mindset that matches Miami's culture. Um, and he's a two-way player. So most of Miami's players are two-way guys. And if they weren't, they became a two-way guy if you look at how they're structured. Um, Caleb Williams or Caleb Martin's not necessarily the best defender, but he became a defender when he goes to Miami. Uh, same, Bam may have not been the best scorer right off the bat, but he's a scorer now when he's put in the right position. So Miami, I think, will be great. They will love him. And then, of course, my Sixers. I think my Sixers need him. <laughs> uh, somehow they could do a three-way trade to get Harden out of there, get him to where he <laughs> wants to go, and then we get Drew Holiday, and then Portland can get whatever the heck they want from there. Um, I think Drew Holiday would be the perfect piece next to a young Tyrese Maxey. Um, you know, Drew Holiday is not this high-powered playmaker, but he has the ability to create good plays for others and help um, his teammates be in the best position possible. So, And I think he'll he'll do well with the Joe on B because the difference between Harden and Holiday is Harden doesn't move without the basketball. He just stands there, which makes things tough for Joel and B, and that's why the Sixers only get for so far. Everybody just stands stagnant. Drew Holiday can move very well without the basketball, and that's what you want to see. So I think those yeah. would be the top teams right there. Well, um, I, I like the fact that you added your Sixers, 76ers in that, um, and because I think that, that situation needs to be solved. And that would be a good place for him. I never thought about Miami, um, and I didn't think about Boston. But Boston, you're right. Marcus Smart is gone, and if I'm not mistaken, he went to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, yep. So, yeah, um, and and he's a two-way point guard. Let, let's see what happens. But I, mm-hmm. if the Heat get him, I would have to say if the Heat get Holiday. Um, are they the bridesmaid and not the bride this time? Because that's not who they really wanted. They wanted to come out and make right. a splash and, and become an instant um, candidate to and a favorite to to win the East. And I don't think that's what you get with Holiday. I may be wrong, but um, I got to give Pat Riley a lot of credit and I got to give mm-hmm. Coach Bull a lot of credit. I like both of them and how they manage and coach their teams. 
Right. I mean, granted, they went to what two finals, three Eastern Conference championships in the last four or five years. So you can't argue with that. So I, they could be tough. When you could do that, you could be tough um, in negotiations. All right, let's move and, on. And, and Kevin is hot, hot in the thread here. Um, Przingis is in Boston as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He is in Boston as a, well. I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, uh, first of all, he's always hurt, and he he's okay. He's okay, but I mean, he'll help them out for what they need him for, I guess. But I I say the same thing, and and I know I'm I'm being petty here. I say the same thing about Kevin Durant. He's an excellent mm-hmm. player, probably a future Hall of Famer. But he, you know, he's been more. He's hurt. He's he probably loses 20 games every year. Um, and right. he's still, and and to me, I don't know. It, I think the clincher for me, if it, I needed anything else, was him rolling his ankle in warm-ups. Uh, that, that was the clincher <laughs> for me, you know. But but I'm being petty. What what else you got, Brittany? Because we can right, feel this all day. <laughs> let's move on. All right, let's switch to, uh, you know, we're going to just do it right now. Thursday night football tonight. Um, it's Thursday, guys. We always got to talk Thursday night football on Thursday, of course, uh, right before the weekend. We had the Lions at the Packers. Princess, who is who do you think is going to win this game? Is it the Lions or is it, is it the Bears? I thought it was the Bears and the Packers. I, I missed that one. Okay. Um, I think it's the Lions. Oh, man. Let me check. Hold on. Yep, Lions at Packers. Okay. Okay. So I am a Dan Campbell fan. And I think that the winless, hapless Lions are no more. I think they win eight to ten games this year, um, and and I'd like to see see that. Um, but I also like Jordan Love, and I think he is the answer. Uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers held that down for the past twenty some years, and now it's Jordan Love, and I think he is the um, can 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 be that starting quarterback in the NFL. So I want to see how he progresses tonight. Um, either one of these teams, I don't really have a, you know, a dog in the fight. I just want to see a good game. But if I'd have to pick, I, I would have to say I want to see um, Jordan Love do well. But I am a huge fan of Dan Campbell and how he has managed this team mentally and physically. Yeah, Dan Campbell is that old school type of head coach. He's like, we're going hard. You can see it. And hard knocks last year. He plays his guys in the preseason. He is has that old school mind. <laughs> Back in the day, I guarantee you, if he could do two a days, he would have did two a days. But because of the new NFL rules, he can't do that anymore. Um, and I agree with you. I, I love Dan Campbell. I, I love how he coaches. He coaches hard. I, I do. Um, for this game, I love Jordan Love. It's something about him. Oh, look, there it is. I love Jordan Love. There you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's something about him. He's a very talented player. He can throw the ball um, very well. He has good accuracy. He's still grown, but you could tell he learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers, um, and that just shows you that it's okay to have your first-round quarterback sit behind. I don't know if you'll do that yeah. for four years, but sit behind someone for a couple years just to learn. That's how they used to do it back in the day, and that's why they always came in prepared. Um, but yeah. I'm just not sure about their defense going up against this Lions offensive line if they're fully healthy. Um, Derek Goff has been coming around. He's been struggling a little bit, but that's been normal for the beginning of the season so far. Um, and I love uh, uh, St. Brown. I can't think of his first name. Amad Ra St. Brown or Ra, whatever. 
Um, I, he's a great receiver, although it would be him versus on the other side, Christian Watson. So I think for this one, I think I want the Packers to win, but I feel like the Lions is going to pull this out. And I think it might be a little bit closer than what we think. I'm going to yeah. give a score of, I don't know, 24 to 20. I think it'll be a lot closer than what we may think. You know what? I like the matchup of Love versus Herbert. And, you know, I'm about there with you, 24-21. Um, I think you said 20. I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm about right there with you. But I, I want to see Jordan Love take the next step, continue to win, um, and help them to move on from the Aaron Rodgers um, era. I think the last two years that Rodgers kind of held them captive, um, held them in limbo. As he, mm-hmm. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Um, and now they can move on to to a different era. And, and I, I like Jordan Love. I think we, we've established that between the two of us. Let's see him do well. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So this should be interesting. And most Thursday night games are boring, but I'm actually interested yeah. in this particular one because I want to see how both these quarterbacks perform. All right. Next. next. <laughs> now, this one is kind of funny to me. Um, but we're going to talk about the tush push. I don't know who named it the tush push. Nobody in Philly named this thing the tush push. Just letting you know. <laughs> uh, there has been fans in Philly that's trying to change it to the brotherly love. I'm sorry, brotherly shove. I don't know if we're able to do that because it has technically been around before the Eagles put it in their uh, playbook. But mm-hmm. the Tush Push, a.k.a. Brotherly Shove, which is the Eagles quarterback sneak, has been a huge topic lately, major topic. Um, why are so many people wanting to see it get banned from the NFL, and would you want it to be removed? Well, we're talking about the Tush Push, and I didn't know that that was the – um, the phrase out there until I saw it today um, from you. And I, I don't know, you know, um, I don't know why you want it, Ben. I think it's, when you're trying to get short yardage, um, I, I think that's the perfect play to call. And if you have a stocky running quarterback like um, Jalen Hurts, I think it even becomes more perfect. And then if you're going to get the lineman behind him, that's even better. But, I don't know why they want it banned, and I don't know why it's become such a big deal here of late. Um, but I, I have no problem with it. I think it's actually a perfect play in in the right circumstance. Yeah, I, it's funny because I have no problem with it too. I know people will say, "Oh, that's your team." Of course, you don't. But if that if you want to ban this, then maybe you should ban a lot of other plays that you know they do. Um, maybe Patrick Mahomes shouldn't do the little shovel pass that he does that's nearly impossible because you just never know when it's coming. Um, I can go on and on and on, but I'm just like, if you can't stop it, (laughs) that's not our problem. It's a perfectly legal play. We have the right personnel. Then maybe you could learn how to do it. I know teams have attempted to do it. I think I've seen one team thus far has been successful with it, and I was actually – I think the Cardinals did it against the the Cowboys recently, and they were actually successful in it. Um, But if you actually look at the Bucs game, they actually stopped the Eagles one time doing it. They did stop us. We just went back to it and did it again because we were so close to the goal line. But it's just like so many people are upset because their teams can't do it or it just can't be stopped. Yeah, I believe they kind of got it from when Tom Brady was around. I know Tom Brady, I don't think they necessarily pushed him from behind, mm-hmm. but he did some form of it, and he 
they did an innovative version of the QB sneak. Nobody asked to um, ask, talked about it getting banned back then, and that was nearly unstoppable. So it's like, what are we talking about? Stop crying, stop whining. And for Phil Sims, Chris Sims, whatever his name is, talking about, oh, do a head hunt on Jalen Hurts. Um, why would you say that? That's not cool. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> like, that, that was, was the Phil horrible Sims. thing. That was Phil Sims, for sure. Um, Yeah, I I don't have a problem with it. I like what Kevin said, and and you said it too, and that is um, they can't stop it. So I guess it becomes an issue when that happens, and maybe, you know, they want to do something about it. But I think it's a perfect play. And you're right, I did see um, the Buccaneers stop that once, and um, I am now banning you from referring to um, the Cardinals in the Cowboys game <laughs> again <laughs> in this show. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let them off the hook this time, Princess. Next time I'm not yeah. letting them off the hook. Yeah, <laughs> we can move oh, on. Oh. I didn't see that in the topics, so <laughs> let's see if we can. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's move on. But I will say this um, about the uh, tush push brotherly shove, whatever you want to. I don't know. I don't like neither name. I don't know what they're calling it. But, neither um, one of those. Now, I can I say like that. I don't like the name. Yeah. I will say this. I don't say if, – if it becomes an issue, don't ban it. I wouldn't say ban it. Maybe just make some adjustments to it. I know defenses can't necessarily push on certain um, plays, certain type of plays. I don't think the defense can push each other. So maybe they, that's the part they take away is just a push in the back. Um, not necessarily the lineup, but I don't have a problem with it, even if other teams uh, copied it. All right, so yeah. let's let's move on because um, we got to talk about this. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, I don't believe, but this has been also another big topic, huge topic, and that is the New York Jets, and that is Zach Wilson. Uh, we may have t- touched on it a little bit last week, but uh, I believe it was a Joe Namath came out. <laughs> <laughs> and said, I had enough of this guy. It's time for him to go. Princess, what should the Jets do at the quarterback position? You know, Joe Namath said he questions Salah's ability to pick talent. Um, he was on the sideline, and from my understanding, he, he tore off his fur coat. You know, um, Joe Namath has got to be 80s or 90s now, but that's beside the point. Um, God speak to him, but I say this, and I talk about this every week, maybe every day to anybody that will listen, to see where the Jets came from in the off season and their their them acquiring Aaron Rodgers and, and the excitement behind that in Monday Night Football, and and he carries in the flag because it's nine eleven, and he plays ninety three seconds game time ninety three seconds. And he, he tears his um, Achilles. I don't know where they his Achilles. I don't know where they go from now because obviously Zach Wilson is not the answer when you are comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he's the answer if you're comparing him to the other 31 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. But this is what they have, and hopefully they can find some plays, his sweet spot. Um, um, attaining Simeon, I think I got it right, and putting him on the practice field um, the last time I remember him, I think he was with the Rams. I don't, I don't know if that's the answer, but here we are, and I think the Jets are a mess. Not only did they lose the game, but they fought on the sidelines. They were horrific on the field, 
in in a fight and pushing Mac Jones down and then pushing him again. Um, they have, as, as I think Tim Moore said, they have imploded. I think he said that about my Florida Gators, so I love, I'm glad I can use that term. The Jets have imploded. And I don't know what you do from here because Salah is an excellent coach. Um, and he came from good stock. And I don't know where he was before the 49ers. But um, I think they had this this uh, this year mapped out a little bit different from that, even though they had a rough six weeks where they maybe were going to come out three, three and three. I thought they had, you know, bigger expectations, and now everything is kind of flown away. Zach Wilson, try to find some plays that he can run. I think that is your number one. He is his QB1. You're going to have to do that. And if he's not, who's QB2 that could actually come in and do any better? Um, it's a sad situation in New York. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm starting to think this might be a financial situation because I, I think there are – if Zach Wilson is playing that bad, and, and he has, <laughs> there are, to me, more quality free agents out there who are more experienced, have more success, although they may be a little older than the Trevor Simeon. Um, when I heard they signed Trevor Simeon, I was like, what? Uh, he may be a little bit better than Zach Wilson, and that's questionable. Um, so I don't know if I can necessarily blame Robert, Robert Sala, Sala, did I say that right, um, on this. Because he got that right. It's, yeah. it's the GM who has to bring the talent in. Robert Sala basically coaches who they give him to coach. Then you have the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach that helps this young quarterback. And maybe they are playing a little scared. Maybe they are calling plays that are a little bit more timid. Um, but just let the man, the young man play. If you're going to have him in there, let them play. I think their, their play call is a little restrictive for him because they feel like he can only do so much. I feel like that's the best way to learn as well. I want to give Zach Wilson the benefit of the doubt. I kind of feel like he came in a situation where it's a New York market media. <laughs> um, and anything along the East Coast, that East Coast shoreline, um, that that pressure is going to be high. I feel like if he was in a different situation where he had time to sit back, really learn, then maybe the outcome would be different. But I I don't know. I, I think my best, their best bet, Kirk Cousins is an option. The Vikings are 0-1-3. They could potentially turn around, so I'm not going to count on Kirk Cousins to trade on Kirk Cousins. But you got Matt Ryan out there, free agent. You got Clark Matt Ryan Smith. already said no. Oh, okay, so Matt, he said no. He already came out and, and put out a statement. He is not interested in the Jets job. Kirk okay. Cousins, I, you know, I heard you just say that. Kevin put it in the thread. Um, but that means that the Minnesota Vikings are giving up on this year. And they already have yeah. Jefferson. I, I don't right. know. I think you can write the ship when you have that type of talent. So um, I, I don't know if if you do that. Um, but I, I cut you off. I'm sorry, Brittany. What were you going to say? No, no, no. You're fine. And I agree with you with the Kirk Cousins. I don't, I don't think they're – I know they started 0-3, but I don't think they're ready to give up yet. So as long as they're not ready to give up, Kirk Cousins is going to be in Minnesota. The other option, I don't like this option personally, but that's a personal situation. Carson Wentz, um, he's looking for a job. That's a shame what happened to him. But anyway, Carson Wentz is looking for a job. He, although he plays superhero hero ball a lot, similar to Josh Allen, maybe with his 
mindset change, his mentality has changed. He still has some talent. He's fairly young. I think he's only 27 years old, 28 years old max. Why don't you go out and get him? I just don't think Trevor Simeon is going to do it. And you're starting to lose your locker room. These players are getting frustrated. They could come out and say what they want, but they're getting frustrated, and they have to do something quick. Yeah, Brittany, you know what? Um, and this is a, something that Kevin put in the thread is that Nathaniel Hackett, and I think he may be a part of the problem. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he came from before the Broncos, but um, I, I think he's a failed offensive coordinator at best. Um, head coach, I'm not going to even uh, address that. So some some may be coming from the play calling. Um, Carson Wentz, you wouldn't take Carson Wentz back if if anything happened to one three four five six seven um, Eagles quarterback. Not me. You wouldn't want no <laughs> exactly <laughs> no. I tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, but is he a better option? I don't know. Um, but they're going to have to figure out something. And you would have to also think too that Salah is at least telling them, okay, we like this talent in Matt Ryan or we like this talent in Kirk Cousins or this talent in Trevor Simeon. So go out and get them. So he's got to be at least giving the scouts or the GM, you know, some suggestions of his top five, you know, maybe replacements or help in the GM and then it's going out and inquiring. Otherwise, you know, Matt Ryan isn't saying, hey, I'm not interested. And I don't know if Carson Wentz is, and it just saddens my heart that Colin Kaepernick has not given up, or I I shouldn't say that because no one should give up, has not moved on from the possibility. He's reached out, made a a press conference Mm -hmm. and a statement that he reached out and he's asking for an opportunity just to get signed to the practice squad. But the fact that we're having this conversation every week, especially after Zach Wilson, you know, performed so poorly on Sundays, um, it, it, it just indicates that the Jets are in trouble, um, and it's going to cause a trickle-down effect. Yeah, it will, because what will happen is Sauce Gardner, his contract is here to come, come up. And I know they could franchise tag on the franchise a couple few other few players, but they start getting frustrated because these, these this situation is going on, and you're not wanting to improve a certain situation. I know their, their heart was set on Aaron Rodgers, uh, but these young players just start getting frustrated, and they're like, I just want to leave. You're, clearly, you don't want to do what we need to do to win, because our defense is set. Our defense is solid. We just need a quarterback to lead this team, and we don't have mm-hmm. it. So. But it's going to be a Well, game. Tim we'll Moore, hold, hold on. Tim Moore's in the system. Tim Moore, give us a thumbs up if you'd like to talk, um, because this is your team, and you said you're not going to bite. But I'd love to hear from you continually about what to do. Let me see if Tim has said anything. Tim, you want to come on? <laughs> he said thumbs down, Brittany. <laughs> he's like, no. He's trying to get me. Oh, maybe he's, maybe he's talking to Kevin when he says, um, do you want Kaepernick? So I'm, I don't know. Uh, so we're going to leave right there. I think I got a thumbs down or is that a – oh, that's a thumbs up. Let's just see. We're going we're gonna to bring in Tim. And I won't keep him long because I know – you have to go here. So, all right, Tim Moore, your mic is open. Do you want to say something at all, sir? <laughs> not, not really. But you, you know that old dude at the club who, who, who still thinks, still thinks he's got it. <laughs> yeah, got his, got his shirt and unbuttoned to, to down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Otis, like Otis from Martin. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wanted to let you speak. I'm not going to bring Kevin in. We'll be here two or three hours if I brought Kevin in. Thank you, Tim Moore, uh, for Thank sure. You. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Look, every Jets fan is like that fan. They keep showing where his teeth fell out, so um, they're that frustrated. <laughs> All right, Princess, let's move on to our last thing, and then we'll close the show out. Um, okay. And that is the ultimate GOAT. And for those who are new to the show, um, first time listening to the show, ultimate GOAT is where I give, I'll say, about four or five different athletes. Princess will mm-hmm. tell me who she thinks is the ultimate GOAT or the ultimate athlete amongst the ones I've mentioned. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, first one is Billie Jean King. Oh, wow. Next okay. Next one is Diana Taurasi. Okay. I have about five of them. Next one, Simone Biles. Oh, wow. Then, okay. Then, then we have Mia Hamm. Okay. And then we have Jackie Joyner. Kersley, princess out of these five women, female athletes, who is your ultimate goal? Wow. Wow. Now, this one just is not fair. Okay, so <laughs> I got Simone Biles. I got Billie Jean King. I got Diana Taurasi. I got Mia Hamm, who I love. Take it off the shirt. That is going to be um, the poster of the year, always, if you're a girl that loves soccer. And Jackie Joyner Kersey. Am I going to go old school or new school? And the ultimate goat out of these five? Come on, Brittany. This one just is not fair. Um, <laughs> well, you really shouldn't think about it. It's tough. You know what? I, I'm still going to go because I grew up with her, and she inspired me in a lot of ways, just um, just changed my life in a, in a positive direction. Um, and, and through the world of tennis. And that's Billie Jean King. Uh, she was just mm-hmm. one of those women out there that you, I don't know if you looked at her as black and white. I, I know that I didn't. I looked at her as, as wow, just blazing trails and making us feel good as women in whatever we did. Um, and I think that the young ladies after her, like Amia Hammond and, and Simone Biles and Jackie Jonah Curse, are standing on the shoulders of what Billie Jean King and how she stood up for us. And I can't remember the the man that she played in that that um that match gosh gosh I wish I and I always have known that where you know battle of the sexes and and how she won and I don't know if he played his best game but again I'm gonna go the ultimate and out of this is definitely Billy Jean King for me you know what and you know what princess um I don't think I could disagree with you when I really spit and I think and it was Bobby Riggs his name Bobby Riggs yeah. Thank you, Tim. When I, Thank you, Brittany. Uh, when I really sit and I think about it, and I know, I think on Tuesday, I said Jackie Joyner Kirsty, and she's an ultimate athlete as well. Yeah. Um, well, you, after everything that you just said, that is the truth. And how she fought for women in sports. Like, without her, I don't even know if women's sports got to get as far as they do. Um not only just women, but also for the LGBTQ community as well. So she fought hard, um, and then she proved herself, and then she went out there and said, I'm better than you. 
because <laughs> I'm gonna have to show mm-hmm. you on this. I think I'm gonna change my awesome and go. And, and I agree with you. I don't. You don't necessarily see color when it comes to Billie Jean King. Like you, you really don't, because she fights so mm-hmm. hard for everybody. Um, yeah. So I'm changing my awesome and go. My second one would be Jackie Johnny Kersey, but my first one I had to give all respect to Billie Jean King. And then after that, I'm going all the way with me and him. So that was my favorite player <laughs> growing up. Wasn't it though? I mean, yeah, it was one of my favorite too. And and I, I thought she had such energy and passion. And of course, she could play um, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So we are. All right, Prince. Yeah. All right, Prince. I'm gonna throw it over to you to close us out because that's it. <laughs> all right, all right. Never had it so good. We had a great week. Look forward to next week. Um, the end, the Major League playoffs, I mean, Major League Baseball is coming to an end. This weekend is it, and then it is time for playoffs. Shout out to my um, Atlanta Braves, and a, a shout out to Ronald Acuna, um, uh, right fielder for the Atlanta Braves, who stole 70 bases, two last night, to have 70 Ooh. bases in 40, in 40 home runs. He is the first player in Major League history to have 40 home runs and 70 bases stolen. So um, it's good to see history. I, I was able to watch that last night, go to bed a little bit late. But a shout-out to that, and um, we're going to leave it right there. We'll be back next week with a full schedule. Brittany, thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a good night. Shout-out to my Phillies. Brave Phillies uh, rematch. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it could come down to that. And last year the Phillies went all the way to the World Series. They got hot at the right time. And as a matter of fact, Brittany, I think they're getting hot at the right time right now. Bryce Harper had a home run last night, and they're playing really um, good ball. So I couldn't play Country Rose in West Virginia and John Denver um, in the first hour. So I'm going to play it now. We're going to go out on this. Lord, have mercy on our souls. Brittany, have a great weekend. <laughs> have a good weekend. Tim and Kevin Walker for being on, or at least contributing um, they didn't really want to um, get in here. Kevin did, but I know we'd be on for two hours. Never had it so good. I love you guys. This is really good, and I love doing talking sports on so Never Had It So Good. Have a great weekend, everybody. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Older than the trees, younger.